0: Turn in your Bible to two passages because this morning I've got something hot off the presses. How hot off the presses is it? Ask me that. How hot this morning? I'm telling you, I had this thought in my head. I'll tell you what happened. I was very honestly going to plan to to share last week's Thanksgiving message with you. Would have been a great message uh, to kind of cap off Thanksgiving weekend, uh, and so. I had it already. I, I kind of looked over it all through the week. And this morning I got a text from Pastor Sonny Cananser and it was an encouragement to a lot of pastors to, to finish strong and don't leave anything undone. And man, he, I mean, I mean, at 6.30 this morning, this thing ignited off the presses of the Holy Spirit. So this, this morning you got something. Everybody say hot off the presses. And so turn with me to 1 Chronicles 28 hold your place there, and then go to Second Chronicles, you can go 5, 6, and 7, and, and uh, I want to just talk to you today about unfinished business. Everyone say unfinished business. And really today, uh, we're going to look at it from the standpoint of Learning to build the heart of a finisher. You know, we're just a few weeks away from the year end. And how many of you know, we, we normally tend to, to look at, at things from a yearly perspective and we set goals. I, I hope that all of you have goals in life that you set financial goals, family goals, spiritual goals, and you begin to work to fulfill those goals. Uh, and you know, we, we look at each year and we, we try to accomplish something. At least we should How many of you know, if you don't aim for something, you probably not, you, you ain't no telling what you're going to hit, right? You could do more harm than good. And so it's good to set goals and it's good to finish strong and be a finisher. I want to talk to you about unfinished business this morning and then building the heart of a finisher. I want to use uh, uh, Solomon today and kind of draw from his life and his instructions that he received from his father, David to build the tabernacle or build the temple and so uh and so we'll just follow along with me uh, and let's look at this for a few moments. Uh, I want you to jump to uh, 2 Chronicles 7 verse 11 and I'm going to read this verse and then we're going to back up and fill in the blanks. Look at verse 11. Thus Solomon finished the house of the Lord and the king's house and Solomon successfully accomplished. Everyone say accomplished. He successfully accomplished all that came in his heart to make in the house of the Lord and in his own house he was successful how many of you want to be successful how many of you want to finish strong how many of you want to look at your life and not have regrets you know one of my big one of my big uh, uh fears in a good sense is come to the close of my life and come before him and and, and he say, you know, uh, you know, come on in, welcome, but you know what, uh, uh, you know, you did this and that was good, but this is what I had for you to do. I don't want to live a life of regret. I don't want to come to the close of my life or really to the close of a year and have hanging over me unfinished business. And this morning, I, I know personally that my own life, and probably if that's the case with me, that in this room today, even on this holiday weekend, there are people that are here today who looming over you is some unfinished business that you need to take care of. It may be personal. It may be financial. It may be, but by and large, I'm, I'm addressing the spiritual plan and purpose of God for our lives. You see, God has a purpose and a plan for us. And you need to realize about Solomon. He was David's a son. And and without going too deep into it, uh, the first Chronicles 28 and 29, you'll find that David could not build the temple. And so he, God spoke to him, your son. And so he, he commanded and encouraged and asked Solomon to do that. And so Solomon lived under a divine mandate to, to accomplish the purposes of God. All of us have a divine mandate from God. Tell your neighbor, God has a plan and a purpose for your life. He's got some business for you to tend to. You know, someone said, what's the business of the church? And we all talk about the business of the church. Well, the church is supposed to do this and supposed to do that. And, you know, the church is supposed to help and the church is supposed to evangelize and the church is supposed to pray. uh, And that's all. We all have business. But the next question we need to ask ourselves, well, how's business? And so I want to come to you and ask you about your life. I want you to think about your life. We've got a few weeks here before we get to the the, the end of the year. And so we certainly don't want to come to the end of the year still trying to scramble around and finish and accomplish what God has on our plate, because now we've got to begin to look to the new year and begin to dream and have vision and direction and find God's purpose and plan for for, for our lives. In fact, Beverly and I, uh, in the last couple of weeks of, of December, we're going to spend a lot of time with family but we're also going to spend a lot of time with 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 our heavenly Father, and we're going to begin to ask Him, "What do you have for us? Uh, what's the business of the church? What's the business of our life?" We're going to be uh, homeless, so we're going to really be in prayer. Uh, and so, uh, you need to pray for your homeless pastor and his wife. That's a joke; it's not really true. Uh, but uh, we'll be in a transition time. So we're going to be praying, and we're going to be asking God. We're going to be ministering to the Lord and and and, and asking Him to direct our path. We want to know God's purpose and plan for our lives in 2016. How about you? Amen. And so with that in mind, uh, let's just look here. Let's talk a little bit. In fact, let me, let me back up. Let me show you second Corinthians because Solomon was a finisher. And if you go back to 2 Chronicles five and look in verse one, look what it says. So all the work that Solomon had done for the house of the Lord was finished. Everyone say finished. And Solomon brought in the things which his father David had dedicated, the silver and the gold and all the furniture furnishings and he put them in the treasuries of the house of God. And so then we, so it was finished. And then uh, without going into de- detail, there's a big gathering of just thousands and thousands of people. And Solomon begins to pray and he begins to see, bless God. It's a prayer of dedication to the Lord in chapter six. And then look in verse seven, it, he, he reaffirms it. When Solomon had finished praying, everyone say finished praying. It says fire came down from heaven and consumed the burnt offerings and the sacrifices, and the glory of the Lord filled the temple, and the priests could not enter the house of the Lord because of the glory of the Lord had filled the Lord's house, and when the children of Israel saw how the fire came down and the glory of the Lord on the on the temple, they bowed their faces to the ground on the pavement and worshipped and praised the Lord, saying, For he is good, for his mercy endures forever. And then we get back to that verse 12 uh, it's, and uh, verse 11. Then Solomon finished the house of the Lord. How many of you know God's a finisher? And let me just throw this out to you. God's at work in your life. At least He would desire to be at work in your life. We can hinder the work of God. We can hinder the purpose of God. But God wants to finish what He started in you. In fact, Philippians chapter 1 verse 6, Paul the apostle said this, being confident of this very thing that he who has begun a good work in you will perform it or complete it or finish it till the day of Jesus Christ. And let me tell you, in the context of this message today, he wants to make you, he wants to complete you, and when he does, guess what? You'll be like him and you'll be a finisher. Amen. Paul was a good finisher. He said, I fought the good fight, I finished my race. Now there's laid up for me a crown of rejoicing. And so, so let's, let's look and let's ponder and let's thought, let's think. In fact, uh, let's, let's think about unfinished business. I'm going to look at this fault. In fact, in chapter seven, we're going to look at it from the, maybe the negative side of things, and then I'll get you back to the positive side, but just let's play, let's, let's do a little mind game here. Let's just think, what if Solomon had not finished? What would it have hindered in his life and in the, and in the people of God's life? What if Solomon had, ne- had never finished what God had for him? You need to think about that because there's consequences for us not finishing what God has for us. I don't want to get to heaven with unfinished business. I don't want to get to the end of this year and look back and go, oh man, I would have, should have, could have. And God can redeem us and he can help us. And so let's talk about unfinished business. What if Solomon had never finished? Well, number one, we're going to look in chapter seven and, l- and learn some things. Number one, it hinders God's fire from falling. You know, the fire fell there. And I'm telling you, what, a, what an amazing display of the power and the presence of God. And listen, uh, had Solomon not finished, there would have been no fire. If we don't finish, there's no fire. Because God's fire came down and consumed the burnt offering. And it's a receiving of what God, what they had offered to God because they had finished what he had called them to do. Solomon finished and therefore the fire of God fell and the praises of God were released. You see, there's a lot of things that never happen if you don't finish. And sometimes the consequences of us not finishing uh, 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 um, work more, even in a bigger perspective than we would ever dream, it affects other people in their lives. How many of you know the ripple effect of your life ought to go far and wide? And if we finish what God calls us to, to to accomplish, if we do what He's called us to do, God's fire, His anointing, will fall. In fact, it says David, pardon me, Solomon accomplished. Let, let me tell you something about accomplishment. It act- Activates the anointing of God in your life The fire of God The presence of God in your life And so, but unfinished business Hinders God's fire from falling Number two, it hinders God's Appearing or the manifestation Of his life, look in verse 12 After we read verse 11 That says Solomon finished And he accomplished, everyone say Solomon finished Everyone say Solomon successfully Accomplished Ooh, wouldn't that be good if that was, the, it was the, 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 the word of God over your life that you finished, that you successfully accomplished? And it says in verse 12, then the Lord appeared to Solomon by night. I have to tell you, I believe Solomon's accomplishment activated God's appearing or manifestation in his life. You see, when you finish something, then God will show up and give you further directions. Amen? And if God's not giving you directions, we might want to look back and say, well, what have I not finished that he's waiting for me to accomplish? Because God has something for us to accomplish. Look at your neighbor and say, he's talking to you too. Don't just be staring at me. He really is. He has something for us to accomplish. But an unfinished business hinders God's appearing. But when we finish and accomplish as Solomon did, uh, it activates his appearing in our, in our life. His, the manifestation of God in our life. And it says, the Lord appeared to him by night. You see, we all want God to appear for, to us. We all want his presence in our life. But he, he may be waiting for us to finish what he's called us to accomplish. And so unfinished business hinders God's fire from falling and it hinders God's appearing. And number three, it hinders God's speaking to us. Look what he says. It says, the Lord appeared to Solomon by night and said to him, I have heard your prayer and have chosen this place for myself as a house of sacrifice. He heard the voice of God. Not only did he see God, but he heard God, but understand something. uh, If we have unfinished business, it'll hinder God's capacity to speak to us. He may be waiting for us to finish what he's called us to finish. So he can come and give us further marching orders or insight. But when we finish, listen, a- a- acknowledge, a- accomplishment activates his acknowledgement over your life. And what God did there with Solomon, he came and he acknowledged by appearing to him at night and speaking to him. What was he doing? He was acknowledging the accomplishments of Solomon. He appeared to him and he spoke to him and he said, this is what I have chosen. This is my plan unfolding before you. And so uh, when we have unfinished business, it hinders God's speaking to us and it also hinders him hearing us. For look what it says here. He said, I have heard your prayer and have chosen this place. Listen, could I just throw out to you, if we have unfinished business, it limits God's capacity to speak to us and and then, and then it limits God's capacity to really hear us. Even though we know He hears us. When we're walking through life with unfinished business, it's hard to hear God speak and it's hard for God to hear us because we've got something amiss in our life. And so unfinished business. You need to ask yourself, we need to ask ourselves, is there unfinished business in our life? And finally, what I see here, unfinished business hinders God's planning. He says, I've chosen this place for myself as a house of sacrifice. Look down in verse 16. He says this, for now I have chosen and sanctified this house that my name may be there forever and my eyes and my heart will be there perpetually. What is he saying? This was the plan of God unfolding in my life. And understand something. If we have unfinished business in our life, it hinders God's plans in your life. It hinders his plans for your life. it hinders his plans for your family. And today I came to you hot off the presses to, to just challenge you, encourage you to look at your life and say, is there some unfinished business in my life that I need to begin to tend to? Now, understand something. You know, January 31st is not some, you know, you, know, you better get it done by then, but it just kind of helps us begin to focus our life and look to the future, but then look back and say, is there anything I need to finish before I start thinking about the future? And you need to understand something. If you've got, how many of you have dreams for the future? Come on, I said. How many of you have big dreams for your future? Let me tell you something. And how many of you want God to bless you and 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 see your dreams become a reality? Listen, if you if that's your heart's desire, uh, that's awesome. That's wonderful. But His capacity and His 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 ability is unlimited. But His capacity to assist you and to enable you and empower you to see God's purpose and plan for your life unfold is directly connected to your capacity to accomplish and complete what He has for you today. If you can't finish what you started, how's He going to give you more to do? Do you see the process? I'm not gonna get, he's not going to give us more until we become successful and, and, and productive right where God has planted us. Are you catching this with me this morning? If you are, just say, I'm catching it, Pastor. And so understand this accomplishment when we began to be successful and accomplish his purpose for our life it activates more action on his part he shows up and his access into our life. He said, man, what you've accomplished here, this has been my plan all along. And let me tell you something. Verse 16, I'm going to be here forever. My eyes and my heart will be here perpetually. You're going to have access to me perpetually in this house. If you, because you finished. But if he hadn't finished, no access. And so it's so important for us to have the heart of a finisher. Are you with me? Say amen. Now, let's back up. Everybody say back up. Go back to 1 Chronicles 28. And I want to talk to you about the heart of a finisher. And and we see some insight about what David spoke over his son Solomon as he's coming to the close of his life. And he instructed him to, to, to... take up the mantle and build the temple. Look in chapter 28 verses nine and 10 and God and David speaks to his son. Follow with me right here in verse nine and 10. It says, as for you, my son, Solomon, know the God of your father and serve him with a loyal heart and with a willing mind for the Lord searches all hearts and understands all intents of the thoughts of the thoughts. If you seek him, he will be found by you. But if you forsake him, he will cast you off forever. Consider now. Now, for the Lord has chosen you to build a house for the sanctuary, be strong and do it. Everybody say, be strong and do it. Let me show you some insight here about the heart of a finisher, because David had a plan. God had a plan and he spoke it to David. David's now speaking it to his son and he's telling him the, the, the heart, what it's going to take on the inside. In fact, let me show you this. Look down, look down in verse, oh gosh, uh, verse 11, look in verse 11. He said, be strong and do it. It says, then David gave his son Solomon the plans for the vestibule. Everyone say, the, uh, he's not building a Baptist church if that's what you're thinking. That's just a term there. If you're a Baptist, you, you, you know what the vestibule is. Uh, that's the entry area. <laughs> they called it the vestibule. Uh, he, he was, he's giving him, giving him the plans to begin. Let me tell you something. God has plans to give you. But the first thing you've got to get is his heart most of us just want to know the how to listen you got to have the heart before you get the how to are you with me if you got the how to but not the heart it doesn't matter how much how to you have and how much knowledge you know college knowledge you have you got to have the right heart to accomplish what he has for you to do and so let me show you this this heart that i see uh, that david is imparting and declaring over his son solomon number 1 it's a submitted heart he says this, as for you, my son, Solomon, know the God of your father. Now, there's two thoughts there. You know what Solomon had to be? He had to be submitted to his earthly father. He had to be submitted to the to the authorities of God in his life. You see, let me just say that people who accomplish great things, they don't do it alone. They didn't arrive up and just just appear out of nothingness. There were people in their life guiding and directing. Let me tell you something today. Could I, could I just jump into the middle of your business for a little bit? God wants to put people in your life who can help you accomplish the purposes of God for your life. And let me tell you something. David had the plans. And he's the one that had the plans that he got from God. And he's going to give them to his son Solomon. But to be able to get the plans, you've got to have a submitted heart. Not only to your earthly government authorities in your life but to the heavenly father and listen in the culture we live in today there's daddy issues all over the place how many of you know what daddy issues are people got daddy issues and sadly they bleed off into our relationship with god listen if you want to finish i'm getting off i'm getting away from my notes this morning If you want to accomplish what God has for you to accomplish, you better get your daddy issues fixed so you can be and do what He's called you to accomplish. And so David had a, David understood the need to, we read it earlier, Psalm 20, the Lord is my what? Shepherd. In other words, he's the leader of my life. I'm submitted to the good shepherd. And, and if we're going to be finishers, we've got to have a heart of submission. If you've got a, something down your backbone or deep in your gut that is uncrucified called rebellion and self-sufficiency, and I don't need this and I don't need that, let me tell you something. That stuff's better die or you'll never be able to accomplish what God has for you to accomplish. The heart of a finisher is a submitted heart. Submitted to God and the people of God in our lives. You know, there's a lot of people trying to do a lot of things for God. Listen, if you're not submitted to God, you'll never accomplish anything for God. In fact, He he doesn't give plans to the unsubmitted heart. Are you with me? Think about this. Would you trust anybody with anything of significance in your life when you know they weren't really listening or paying attention? Think about it. It's a submitted heart to God. Those are the kind of people that can finish what God has for them to finish because they're submitted to God and the people of God in their life. So a heart of a finisher is a submitted heart. Number two, it's a serving heart. It's a heart that's here to serve. Most people are here to get people to serve them. Jesus didn't come to be served, but to serve. Look what he said. He said, know the Lord God of your father and serve him with a loyal heart. What's David saying to Solomon? Listen, I'm about to leave here and, 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 and I appreciate your your heart of service to me, but now you've got to defer that to God. You've got to know the God of your father and you've got to begin to serve him with a loyal, complete and, and right heart here today. It's got to be a heart of service. In fact, if you were to go over to 1 Chronicles 29, he, pr- he prays this over his son Solomon. Look in verse 19. And give my son Solomon a loyal heart to keep your commandments and your testimonies and your statutes to do all the things and to build the temple for which I have made provision. You see, David made provision, but the heart had to be right. It's a serving heart. Wow, I love that prayer. We ought to pray that over our kids. Give him a loyal heart. It's a serving heart. The heart of a finisher is a is a serving heart. It's a submitted heart. But then it's a seeking heart. A heart that seeks God. Look what he said. He says, For the Lord searches all hearts and understands all the intents of the thought. If you seek Him, He will be found by you. But if you forsake Him, He will cast you off forever. Listen, if we're going to accomplish God's kingdom purpose, we've got to stay in contact and relationship after the the God uh, of, of our fathers, of God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, we've got to stay on our face seeking God in every aspect of our life. If we don't, before long, what God had in in mind will not be in mind. And we'll begin to build our kingdom instead of his kingdom. Hello? The heart of a finisher is a seeking heart. Number four, it's a sanctified heart. He said, I've chosen you. Look here what he said. He said, if you seek him, he will be found by you. But if you forsake him, forsake him, he will cast you off for, forever. Consider now, for the Lord has chosen you. Everybody say, consider now. You need to consider this. That means, that means to ponder, think about. He is considered, consider now, for the Lord has chosen you. That were, uh, hey, chosen. You know, I said sanctified. Listen, that means set apart for God's holy purpose and plan for your life. And what David said to his son, Solomon, he says, you need to consider this. Most people don't think about this. When we're out doing our daily life, oh, da, da, ho oh, hum. the tune is dumb. You know, I'm going to work. I'm coming home. I'm paying the bills. We're going on vacation. We're having fun of the holidays. And we're having Christmas. And now we're trying to figure out how to pay for Christmas. Oh, man, this life, that life. Listen, uh, we, we need to stop all that stuff and say, I need to consider what God has chosen me to accomplish. Amen. Think about it. Ponder it, realize God has chosen us. He has a plan for our life. He has set us apart and sanctified us for his purpose and plan. Not our purpose and plan, his purpose and plan. So the heart of a finisher is someone who has a submitted heart. They have a, a serving heart, a seeking heart, and a sanctified heart. But then number five, I love this one. They have a strong heart. I love, I love, I just love this one. You know, I I think sometimes people need to talk to us like this, our leaders in our life. He said, okay, this is what you need to do. This is what God's called you to do. Now, be strong and do it. Everybody say, just do it. Nike doesn't have anything on the word of God. Quit talking about it. In fact, we were at Thanksgiving. I won't mention which nephew uh was telling me his dreams and aspirations about the future and then some business ideas and, and he he's pumping Nathan full of it. He's all excited and we're listening. Man, whoa, you know, big business ideas. And his wife, how many of you know sometimes our spouse is the level-headed side of the of the equation? And she said, uh basically she's on one side and and, and I hear her say she kind of says something like well, I'm just wondering how long he's going to be talking about it. I said, so you, you're just saying he, he needs to get on or off the pot, right? Is that what you say? She said, that's exactly what I'm saying. What was she really saying? Just do it. You know, some, we all, one of these days, I'm going to do this. Let me tell you something. One of these days never comes. It comes a time in our life when we've got to just, hey, uh, just grow up get up and start doing the will of God for our life. He said, be strong and do it. Don't let this one slip you by. Don't let this be unfinished business in your life. It's time, ty- hey, le- oh, hey, let me tell you something. There's some things that God has spoken in your life that if you just sit around and think about them, they'll slip you by. Let me tell you something. Did you know David? God had a desire was for David to do this, but David's life and some of the things in his life uh, kind of gave him uh, the oopsie daisy in his life, and he had to let his son do it. Listen, God's got somebody else waiting in the wings if you choose not to do it. But won't that sound fun when you get to heaven? You kind of weasel in by the hair of your chinny, chin, chin. And all of heaven goes, Hallelujah, here's the one who didn't do it, who didn't do it. That's just my divine imagination going crazy this morning. It's the heart of a finisher. Then David gave him the plans. Here's the heart. Here's what it's going to take. Now here's the how to. Do it. Now, let me close with this. There's a, there's a test. There's always a test. Look at your name and say, there's always a test. God's always testing our hearts. He's not testing our abilities. Because listen, nothing on in us, our abilities, however great they are, they're not good enough to get, get God's plan accomplished in your life. You're not going to accomplish God's plan uh, for your life just out of the, the inner abilities of your life. You've got to have the right heart. And there's all, God will always test our hearts. Look what David, when he's praying, let me show you this. 1 Chronicles 29, verse 17. Look what he, when he's praying. He said, I, I know also, my God, that you test the heart and have pleasure in uprightness. As for me in the uprightness of my heart, I willingly offered all these things. And now with joy, I have seen your people who are present here to offer willingly also. David said, I know I I got the right heart in this. Now, he didn't always have the right heart, but let me tell you something. Let me tell you where you better be getting the right heart when you know your days are numbered. You need to realize his days were numbered here, and he had worked through all his issues, his daddy issues, his fleshly issues and work through them and become what God wanted him to be. And the Bible says he shepherded Israel out of the integrity of his heart, not out of the, 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 the natural resources of his mind. He had the right heart and therefore God gave him and worked through him. And so he, he says, I know, how many of you know he'd been through those tests? I know that you test the heart. Let me tell you something, if you were, if you were hiring someone into your world to, to help you accomplish your plans and, and vision financially in a business or, a, or, or, or some great accomplishment that you had on your list, how many of you know abilities are great? Man, here's my resume. i got all this head knowledge. But how many of you know all that without the heart? Will fall on deaf ears. It'll just fall flat. We've got to have the heart. The heart to accomplish, the heart to finish, the finisher's heart. And, and, and David said, I know you test the heart. How did he know that? God had tested his heart. And then if you go to 2 Chronicles chapter 1, Solomon's riding high, he's rolling. Life is good. He's got it better than any king has ever had it. He's got more than enough. Everyone say, more than enough. Or as Dave Ramsey said, more than I deserve. But he's rolling. He's moving. Life is good. In fact, you read this later. I'm telling you, he was blessed, blessed, blessed. And God shows up and appears to him and said to him, ask what shall I give you? In other words, here's a blank check, Solomon. What do you want now? I've got, hey, just tell me, here's a blank check. Oh, 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 everybody, oh, OMG, wouldn't you like to have a blank check from God? Let me tell you something. If God ever comes to you and says, hey, I've got a blank check, whatever you want, I'll give you. You better stop and ponder and realize this is a test. You see, before Solomon could ever build the temple and to finish what God had for him to finish and accomplish, we read he accomplished, he finished. His heart had to be tested. He says, whatever you want, write it down. You know what Solomon said. He didn't ask for more houses and lands and monies. He asked for wisdom to accomplish God's purposes. He passed. And God said, you know, because you passed this test, because you said you'd rather have wisdom and all those things, I would have given you whatever, because my word is true, I'd give you whatever you ask. I'm going to not only give you wisdom, but I, and, and all more wisdom, so much so that we call him the wisest man in the world. Uh, and, uh, and 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 not only am I going to give you that wisdom, but I'm going to give you more stuff. I'm going to bless you more than you think you're blessed now. I'm going to pour it all over you. Why? Because your heart was tested. So God tested his heart. And today as we come to the close of this morning's time together, we need to understand that God is a finisher. And he'll finish what he started. I'm going to ask the worship team to come make their way. In fact, let's stand up together. God wants to finish what he started in your life. You know, here's the thing a lot of people do. Are you ready? Listen to this. God comes along and transforms our life. He changes things for us. He delivers us. He heals us. He cleanses us. Liberates us. And as soon as we get to feeling good, we start thinking about what do we want. That's why God had to test Solomon. I blessed him so much. I just got to make sure that his heart is right. Let's bow our heads before the Lord. I got to ask you today, is there unfinished business in your life? Are you living a life regret because you're looking back and you think there's some things that are not finished in me it's hard to look forward if you're always having to look back with every head bowed and every eye closed today let me ask you this we, and by the way we've got time here this is part of the flexing and the changing all of a sudden we realize we've got 12 or 15 minutes to, to kind of seal the deal here rather than jump the road God wants to work within us the heart of a finisher and I believe this morning that God adjusted my world he changed and tweaked what he wanted me to say this morning at 6 o'clock because there's people here today that are living lives that have unfinished business you're trying to figure out how to manipulate your way back into the favor of God listen It begins with our heart. If your heart's not right, you'll never see what God has for you to see and never accomplish what He has for you to accomplish. If our hearts are flawed, you know David messed up real bad. Committed murder. By the way, the New Testament says he was a man after God's own heart. He lusted after another man's wife. Had her husband killed. Committed adultery with her. It's terrible. But he said in Psalm 51, create in me a clean heart O God renew a steadfast and a right spirit within me cast me not away from your presence and take not your holy spirit from me restore unto me the joy of thy salvation then will i teach transgressors your ways and sinners will be converted unto you now here's the end of this story or or, or part two of this story Woman that David committed adultery with conceived a child, and the baby, the Bible says, this will mess up your theology. The Lord smote the child and it died. That's what the Bible said. But from that same woman, another little boy was born, and his name was Solomon. God has a way of turning our mess into our message. So with every head bowed and every eye closed, you may be here today and say, well, I've got all the excuses in the world. Listen, those will keep you from finishing. If you're here today and this message was a thus saith the Lord in your life, with every head bowed and every eye closed, you can say, Pastor, Pastor, I got unfinished business. That I know I've got to just get the right heart for This was God's word to me today If that's you this morning Lift your hand wherever you are I'm going to pray for you I'm going to pray for you like Solomon prayed Not that my prayers are, are uh, uh, In any way Are, are like David prayed I, 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 But I'm going to do my best here today If you've got some issues Some things in your life You know you need to address in your life some unfinished business. I'm going to ask you to come to this altar this morning and let's rally together. Something on the inside of you that just says, Pastor Sam, I want the heart of a finisher today. I've tried to weasel my way around it, but I know there's some things in my heart that need to flex and change. Other people lifted your hands. Come on, we're going to pray for you right here. Hey, don't miss this chance right here. Don't miss this anointed moment. Anybody else? Come on, come on. I got unfinished business. Come on, I got some unfinished business things in my life that I know I need to com- accomplish and complete. I've got a, I've got a task that God has for me. Now, as these are here, let me ask you this. If your heart needs to be tweaked and tuned today, if you're, if you're, if you're, if you're dull of hearing, if you, and you're wanting to hear God speak to you uh, and you're, you're desirous to move forward, but you're a little dull of, of listen. You need the heart of a finisher today. You need what David said and spoke over his, his son Solomon. You come too. We're going to pray together. And we're going to ask God to give us the heart of a finisher today. Anyone else? Let's sing one verse here of whatever you're playing. And let's just let God have His way in our life this morning. And then we're going to pray together. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus.